If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. It'll be on the screen, but if you have your Bible, take it, turn. I was reminded this morning in the first service, if I say take your Bibles and turn, I should give you time to turn. And, uh, but Colossians is in the New Testament, okay? Just give you a hint there. All right. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. See, Miss Kathy's still looking, so I'll give you a minute. Oh, there's an index, Preston? Oh, okay. In the front of the Bible. Okay. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, as you see on the screen. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This morning, as we look at this passage of Scripture, many times we wonder about Christianity and we think of Christianity, is it a creed? Is it a system? Is it a doctrine? But as you look at it, it's a life. It's Christ-like life. It's his life. And so this morning, as we look at this passage of Scripture, some describe this as Paul is instructing the people of Colossae in the church of that day. He says, you have a new life. As you became a new man through Jesus Christ, you now have a new life. Do you realize this morning that if you've asked Jesus Christ into your life and asked him to come and to save you, you have a new life. But as this passage of scripture reminds us, are we seeking the things above? I know sometimes we're so busy in life that we're just trying to, to swim through of all the things we encounter here on earth here on earth. But Paul is reminding us, yes, we are, we, are, we are here, but at the same time, our lives have changed. Your life has changed. Now, I know sometimes when you look at this passage of Scripture and you look at these words, sometimes maybe they're confusing, but if you look at verse 3, it says, For you die. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, I know sometimes some of you maybe are thinking, has, what do you mean, preacher, I've died? You see, when you, when we, when you've asked Jesus Christ into your life, you died in your sins. Christ died for you. Your old life, your fleshly life has been put down, and what does the scripture say as you look at this? For you died, and your life now is hidden, or uh, hidden to us means cover up, but, but a part of Christ with God. And so this morning, as we look at this passage of scripture, I want you to see what is taking place. In Romans chapter 6, verse 8, 
It says, now if we die in Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. If we die with Christ, this morning, our life of recognizing the importance of putting our fleshly life down and allowing Christ to reign over us and to seek Him, to look to Him, to seek the things that He has for us, Christ-likeness. This morning, recognize that we are dead in the flesh, but what do we have? We have a wonderful, resurrected life in Jesus Christ. We have a, a life that He has given us. And this morning, do you realize what you have? You know, sometimes at Christmas you get presents. And sometimes you get presents that you look at it and you really don't know what it is. Especially if a child or a grandchild has given you something and they're excited. And you're looking at the box and you... You just, if you're like I am, I'll put it in the closet. But every once in a while, I'll clean up my closet, and then I'll really take a moment and say, well, you know, I didn't know it did that. And I didn't, you know, I could really use that. Guys, do we realize what we have in Jesus Christ? Do we realize the resurrected life? When he died for our sins, he gave us life, and he gave it to us abundantly. We need to see as we look at this verse, there in verse 1 of chapter 3, it says, So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above. Again, as I said a moment ago, sometimes I know we're busy in life trying to just get through life. But do we realize what God has for us? Do we realize what He has? And as we seek those things above, oh, He has some wonderful things. And he has those, and we should put our mind towards that and seek those things. Now, think of it this way in the sense of our old life. We're in the month of August. Next, next month, I know Vanita's not here, but next month, of course, is September. At least that's what I was taught in school. And the end of September comes Pumpkins. All right, pumpkins. Now, each year, our men of the church plant our corn maize or sorghum maize or whatever it is. And some years, you know, as it grows, and, and then at the end of the pumpkin patch, end of October, that maize is standing there, and it looks pretty bad, doesn't it? It has grown, and the beauty of it is gone, and it's, it, it, it's just dead. And what do you do with a dead corn maze? Well, some people would set it on fire. Well, let's not do that. They get nervous about that down here. So we knock it down and we till it back into the soil. We till it back. In other words, that corn maze starts having new life because it takes the dead Puts it back in the ground. What has Christ done for us? We think of our life. We think of self. We think of our fleshly life. We will never live 
according to what God wants us to live, we're willing to put that down and to live for Christ. But isn't it amazing how he can take the dead and bring life? And he takes that corn maze that was outdone last year, and now it's been folded back into the soil. And this year, as the fresh one is coming up, it has the nourishment. It has those things. It is a newness coming up. You know, Christ is the only one that can do that. To bring a newness in one's life who has been completely dead before, but he can bring a newness in our life today. He can bring a newness in your life. You say, oh, but, but Frank, I've messed up. Brother, sister, you're not the only one. If you're willing to let Christ come into your life, he can bring a newness in your life. He'll take that old, he'll fold it down, he'll forgive you of those sins and he'll bring a newness into your life. So as we look at this passage of Scripture, there in verse 1, so, so, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is. And where is Christ? Seated at the right hand of God. But look at verse 2. And here's where we fail many times. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly I know, earthly things, they, they just overwhelm us, don't they? Earthly things sometimes just come all over us to the point that we sometimes are just stuck because we don't know what to do. But we are reminded here to set our mind on things above. Christ will give us those things, set those things above. As Jennifer was in Uganda two weeks ago, it's already been two weeks Two weeks ago, working with those children, set your mind on things above. I asked Jennifer when she got back, and I already knew the answer, but I said, Jennifer, I said, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if we would have said, go to Uganda, what would you say? And she would have looked at us and said, no. Because... God hadn't prepared her heart yet. And even when she left a couple weeks ago, she knew this where God was sending her. But she had difficulties getting there. The planes were canceled. This was done. That was done. But God provided. We should seek things above. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. You see, when we start looking at things from above, we have a whole different perspective. If you're looking at the news at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock, you are depressed by the time you finish listening to it. Let's look at the kingdom of God. Oh, how big the kingdom of God is. How the kingdom of God is growing. How the kingdom of God is reaching people. How you can be part of the kingdom of God. Let's set our mind on things above. We need to see that those things that we can nourish and feed and be a part of. But we also need to see what God can do. Look at verse 4. It says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Now there's this word we use, substitutionality. 
I said it once, I'm going to try it again. Substitutionality. But his death, Christ, was a substitute for us. And as we think of that thought, as we think of that, why has God come through his son, Jesus Christ? In John chapter 5, I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know the true one. We are in the true one, that is, in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Again, realize who Jesus is. We have been made new. We have him in our life. And we need to look above and to gain those things from above. He has substituted where we should be down here. We're up here because of what he has done. In Romans 5.10, we are reminded where it says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, and then how much more? Having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Again, see what Christ has done. You know, we have been blessed in this church to see what Christ can do. And we don't have to go back and think 10 years ago, even though Christ did things 10 years ago and 20 years ago. We can look right now, today, This week, Christ is moving. Christ is about the kingdom's work. And it to remind us that as a child of God, and you, if you've asked Jesus into your life, you are a child of God. You're a part of his kingdom. And as we are part of that kingdom, we're a new man. We're a new woman in Christ. Realize what we have. You know, today, we have, it's getting, we have apps for everything. You know, we have apps for devotionals. We have apps that tell us stop eating or start eating or whatever. You know, we have apps for exercise. We've got apps. Guys, I, I want us to, to see. You don't need an app to have Jesus Christ. You have to accept him. And then, you know, we have the greatest source book textbook than we could ever have right here where we can learn about those things above and see what's available and also see what is there but also this morning not only has he substituted for us but also he's given us security you know we have in our community lately have experienced a lot of death You've been to many funerals here in the last month. It's been a hard month for our community as a whole. For many of those, we went to the grave knowing of the security that's in Jesus Christ. This morning, I want us to be reminded of that as we look at this. It says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ. Your life is now in Christ. There's another passage of Scripture in God's Word in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, where it says, The kingdom of heaven 
It's like a treasure. It's buried in a field that a man found and he reburied it. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything he has and he buys that field. Why? Because of the treasure he found. Some of you know what I'm talking about this morning. Have you found the treasure in Jesus Christ? And as you found that treasure, the security that it brings. Now this morning, that treasure in Jesus is something that is obtainable. It's something that you're able to reach out and, and to have into your life. And then as we do that, we need to see that we are now a new person, a new creature, a new man, a new woman. And He's given us this eternal life so that we will never perish. Do we realize what we have? But as we think of that, when Christ too is our life appears... There in verse 4, it goes on, it says, Then you also will appear with Him. Where? In glory. In glory. This morning, we can have that assurance to know that there will be the day when Christ comes again that we can be with Him in glory. God's children. You know, tomorrow as public school starts... Here at First Baptist, our preschool starts a new year. This year, I believe we begin the year with 87, 6, 86 kids. The most we've ever had, the beginning of the year. We've ended up some years with that. And it will be wonderful in the sense of seeing these new faces. We had open house this week on Thursday and just... Those, some of the kids, their excitement. You know, and you say, well, they're three, they're four. Hey, they're excited. And the opportunity we will have to share Christ with them all year. Preston becomes their dad or grandpa or whatever. He don't care. He just loves on them. He loves every one of them. Guys, I, I, I want you to see. We are God's children, and as God's children, we don't have to live the old life and stay in that. He has provided a new life where we can look above, above the filth and the things of this world today. What did Paul say in Romans 8, 18? He says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Guys, that glory has already begun. I, I want us to see, yes, when Christ comes again, there will even be more. But we can look above this world. We don't have to stay in this filth. We can look above. Christ came and died so that you and I might have life. And what? And have it abundantly. I know. I'm the worst sometimes. Oh, it's another day. I'm like the character Eeyore. You know, but Christ has done a lot more. Can we soar? Can we fly with eagle's wings? You see, guys, we need to see what we have in Christ. 
And he has placed us in that position this morning. If you've never accepted him as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would. I pray that you would see what he's provided. And then for those this morning, you're a believer. Let's don't always stay in the bottom. Let's realize Christ has put an end to that life. And now that we have a glorified life in him, let's reach up. And see what he has before us. Let's reach up. And maybe he's challenging us to do something we never thought we could. But in his name, we can. Let's pray. Let's gracious heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for, Lord, how you have led us today. Lord, the message that you have for us is that we live when we die to self. When we're willing to die to self, we gain life with you. I pray, Lord, if there is one, that today they would accept you as Lord and Savior. We ask this in your Son's name. Amen.